Greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God. We welcome you to another episode of Triple C Podcast, Cathedral Christian Church Online Ministry. We open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to study your word, to read your word, to repeat your word, to share your word, and believe in your word. Bless every podcast listener now that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my redeemer, that these words will uplift and edify someone who listens to this podcast. Bless all the listeners that they can reap a 100-fold return blessing in Jesus's name. Amen. All right, well, we greet you literally in divine love this morning. Uh, let's go to the Bible and let's look at the scriptures this morning. Let's go to Luke chapter 9, uh, verses 55 through 62. This literally is hot off the wire. It's interesting. God gives different topics and titles, and the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and oftentimes, most clergymen, if they were to be honest, they would tell you that they should and we should seek the face of God because it's not my word. It is God's word. I ask God to give me guidance that I'll be able to articulate what he would have shared that I can be blessed first and foremost and hopefully it'll be a blessing to you. So Luke, the physician, is our author today. Chapter 9 is what we're going to go, looking at verses 55 through 62. And let me read it from the King James Version of the Bible. The Word of God reads again from Luke chapter 9, starting at verse 55. And the Word of God says, But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of? For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man have not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury the dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go and bid them farewell, which are at home in my house. And Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God interesting passage of scripture, but I believe that God will give us some guidance and direction. So may God bless us all the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. This Sunday's podcast is titled, You Can't Live in Yesterday. He's talking to me, preaching to myself. I'm speaking to me today. You can't live in yesterday, and I'm hoping that it blesses somebody along the way. Here's what it is. This is Luke writing, and this is was Jesus on his ministry. And he was talking about going and preaching the gospel. He talks about it and his disciples was had observed uh, men, a man in verses 49. He says, and John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name and we forbade him. But he followed because he followeth not with us. And Jesus said unto him, forbid him not for he that is not against us is for us. So if you're not preaching opposite, he was rebuking devils. That didn't mean he was following the 12 disciples, but he was a believer in what obviously he had heard about Jesus Christ and the message of the master. So 
I, I'm, I'm saying this whole podcast, you think about I'm focusing on your yesterday, which we are, but it's really about your ministry and what you're doing. And you'll follow me along here just a second. You'll hear what I believe God will have me to understand for my own self moving forward. So as I looked at that, and he, he talks about his disciples. And, and verse 51, he says, And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. He steadfast set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent a messenger before his face. And they went and entered to a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he was going to Jerusalem. So he had sent some advanced folks to go forward, his disciples, to go check out Samaritan. Samaritan, this is Samaritans, where they lived at, but they weren't ready for him. They was believing that he was headed to Jerusalem. But see, Jesus was purposely making his journey to make sure that he could preach what? The kingdom of God, which was at hand. Now, let's fast forward 2,000 plus years later. Do you hear most churches, sermons, podcasts talking about the kingdom of God is at hand? Do you really hear people preaching that you must be born again? Do you really hear people talking about your soul being saved and that you're changing your life, that you no longer live as you used to live as an unsaved and you need to become saved? Do you really hear people saying Romans uh, uh, uh 10, 9, and 10, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I beg to differ that we don't most times. Most times in modern day ministry, you find even preachers of my own caliber that don't even have a full-fledged congregation. Most of us are preaching to the point that we want to make sure that people sow into our ministries. Why? To make it advocate as if the ministry needs your money. Most of us preach because we have agendas that we try to set forth to make you believe that if you don't deploy and, and, and supply and deposit into, the ministry can't go forward. Let me drop some in your spirit. When you think about ministry, it is ministry is a servant. To ministers to serve, and all of us, from the from the bishops to the archbishops to the clergymen to the Sunday school teacher to the deacon to the mothers to the board members, we are all supposed to be ministers of the gospel, servants of the gospel. But oftentimes, if we're not careful, we will get caught up in titles to the place that we really don't minister. We want to be ministered to. We want to be served and not be a servant. So the whole purpose is not about preachers and deacons and being served. That's not the point of today. But I just want to give you the basis of where Jesus was and what Luke was writing about when they were traveling. And, and the scriptures that I read was three encounters of three men that said they were ready to follow Jesus. But they had to, in their mind, go back and take care of some things before they could commit to going forward. Hopefully that kind of clarifies where I believe God is taking us. So as I look at what God said, and this is literally hot off the fire and hot off the press, hot off the wire, as I would say, I honestly believe that God in all of my study in the 30 plus years of looking in this Bible, through this Bible, studying in accordance with 2 Timothy 2.15, which states 
study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. And all of my study and all of the podcasts and listening and the Bible sermons and looking at uh, daily breads, I've never read that God has promised people who are considered believers that every day after your conversion, that you will never, ever have a difficult day. I have not found in the word that Jesus promised that every day would be uh, trouble free. I've never read it. I can't find it. If you found it, text me, shoot me a message, email me, call me. Let me know where you found it so I can go back and reread it and study it for myself. But nowhere I have found that we are exempt, meaning excluded from having, as I say, a W-E-A-K day. Every blood-washed Christian, I fully believe, has a W-E-A-K day, a weekday in our lives. Some have weeks where we go on in. Some have months of tragedy, trial, trouble, and or tribulation. The other thing is this. We're going to conclude today out of Philippians 3, 13, and 14, and hopefully to give you the foundational piece to get you ready for whatever you got to face the rest of your day today and every day post after the day is the prayer. Because I told y'all at the onset, I'm speaking to myself uh, in that regard. So as I look at the word of God and the physician Luke writes, and I go back and let's look at 55 and beyond and we'll go on. So after Jesus and his disciples had saw that this, he was talking to his disciples in verse 54 and says, and when his disciples, James and John saw this, they said, Lord, will thou Will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of? For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives. This is critical, people of God, but to save them. And they went to another village. Jesus had to correct them because they had believed because those men had vowed to want to go back and take care of some personal private business. And Jesus literally rebuked them for saying, if you're not ready to put your hands to this plow of the gospel to go forward with us, to be ready to endure hardness as a good soldier, to put your hands to the plow, that you can be ready to tell somebody Thus saith the Lord to go forward and say the kingdom of God is at hand. You must commit and believe that I am the master in the earth and you need to believe in Jehovah God. This is what he was getting his disciples prepared for. We call them missionary journeys. Now, today, missionary journeys mean many, many things in most churches. But to be missionaries or disciples or teachers to teach the gospel, we first have to be believers in the gospel. We first have to want to walk with God. We have to talk with God. We got to believe that God is our God and that we are his children. You've got to believe that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that your heart is being conditioned, your soul is being saved. Even though we say my soul is saved, the soulish realm is what God is working on. The spirit of God that dwells in you is the one who is sinless. 
but his spirit remains and has been accepted in an old sinful shell that the reason why we struggle between our flesh and our spirit is the reason why we always have to deal with things in, in two phases. One is we have to rebuke the fleshly thoughts and desires of our human mind. And if you've heard me say this before in previous podcasts, you have to allow your spirit man to override your flesh man. And I've said it this way. Your spirit man is a specific word filled diet. If we do not continuously feed our spirit man, God's unadulterated gospel, all the books of the Bible and the spiritual knowledge that the good Lord gives us, he will be a weakling when it comes to dealing with the wicked one. Paniros in the Greek and the Hebrew means the wicked one. Satan is the author and confuser of our lives. He's not the author and finisher of our faith. He brings about confusion. I've told you all, and I'm going to say it again this Sunday. John chapter 10 and verse number 10. I cannot say it enough. That thief, that thief transforms himself into all kinds of things. Why? So that he can cozy up to you, that he can get next to you. He can penetrate your thinking. He can get into your mind. He can affect your joy. He can rape and rob you of your peace. He can come in and destroy your family if you allow him to. He can come in and cause spiritual and physical separation between a husband and a wife, mother, a mother and a daughter, father and son, father, daughter, mother, son, whatever combination you want to put. If you're not careful, the enemy can come in like a flood and cause a tsunami of problems in our lives. Oh, I hope I'm helping somebody along the way. So as I look at the scriptures and I, and I believe God, he, he, he gave me this title to give you. You can't live in yesterday. I don't know about you all, but coming from the country where we grew up, I know that we are notorious for saying, and we live in a shoulda, coulda, woulda mentality. I shoulda, coulda, and I woulda. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be the person that always I wish I would have. And, and you'll never be happy. You'll never have joy. You'll never have peace. Always looking back on what you did wrong and not re repenting and forgiving yourself for the things that God has forgiven you for. You're the only person that could keep yesterday present in your today. Let me restate that. You're the only person that could allow your yesterday to remain present in your today. And not only that, but affect your tomorrow. So there's a few things that I believe that God gave me. And I hope that this opens your mind as he's opening my mind and my heart to hear the word of God. Let's go look at the scriptures and let's just break it down a little bit. And let's look at where God would have us. The first thing that God gave me to share this morning with the topic you can't live in yesterday, don't let yesterday stop your now or your tomorrow. What does that mean? There's some things that God has for us right now. Now, it may not be what you're praying for. It may not even be what you're asking for, but it's what you need. For the Bible says that God knows what we have need of before we even ask Oftentimes, when we don't have a right relationship with God, we're subject to ask for anything. Do you wonder oftentimes why a lot of things you ask for God never bring to pass? 
I have come to find that most things that I probably have asked for in my past and in my thinking previously were not meant to be in my life. There's some things that I believe today that I was asking for years ago that God just said no. And oftentimes, I don't know about you all, but we in America and as Americans, we oftentimes get very offended and we get very frustrated and we become very stubborn when we're told no. If you believe that God knows what you have in need of before you ask, why can't we trust God for the no? So sometimes God puts a brakes on things. Why? Because see, we are not all knowing. We can't be everywhere at all times. We're not, I'm not present. We're not all spiritual, all humanly knowledgeable. We are limited in our creation. We are finite in our design, but the sinless seed of God that dwells in us, if you are a believer, and I'll go back and say it this way, if you ain't not a full-fledged believer, nothing that I extract from these scriptures will you accept or believe in. You have to be a willing participant to want to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about the following your preacher, your bishop. I'm not talking about following who you claim to be, your spiritual father or your spiritual God. The Bible says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, Romans 8 and 14, they are the sons of God. You got to be careful when you say you following a man or a woman for that matter. You've got to be careful who you follow because sometimes if you're following people who are not being led by the spirit of God, you're being led by the spirit of Beelzebub, possibly. You're being led by the spirit of the Antichrist, possibly. You're being led by the spirit of the devil, possibly. You've got to know who you are and whose you are. So the first thing God said for me to tell you, because he's telling me, as I get ready to go forward in my tomorrow and the days after, don't let your yesterday stop your now or your tomorrow. Let that register and sink in. How many times have you lived in yesterday and you cause yourself not to enjoy your present day? How many times have you laid and sat in the stool of yesterday and you live and set up camp in your yesterday misery? You set up shop where you shoulda, coulda, woulda, and yet you realize at that point, then you wake up and go, I can't even change it. Why do I keep thinking that way? Why do I keep living that way? Why do I keep believing that way? I'll tell you why, because we're still human. But see, God has to remind us that when you're walking with Christ, there is no darkness in Jesus Christ. That's a tactic and a trick of the enemy is to cause you to lose your focus and that everything before your spiritual eyes become foggy and blinded so that you can't see the prize of Jesus Christ. Remember that. The prize of Jesus Christ. Let that sink in. God said to me, why do you keep letting what they did yesterday affect today. Why do you keep letting the things that they said and words, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, obviously that they do if you always offended by what somebody said. Oh, ain't nothing worse than having somebody always walking in their feelings and not opting to walk in their faith. You know how many times I have missed the blessing because I've allowed my flesh man to override the spiritual leading of God? 
How many times I've looked at situations one way when that ain't what God intended for it to be? How many times I've tried to discern and help God out because I'm trying to figure out the things of God? My human mind will never fully understand the spiritual things that God has in store for me. I hope that you understand that this is applicable to you. God knows your life. God ordained your life. God has already prepared your today, your tomorrow, and your eternity. But you're the only one that can keep yesterday in today. Let that sink in. Don't let yesterday stop your now or your tomorrow. The second thing God gave me to give, and he gave it to me first, decide which way you're going to go. You're either going to go forward or you're going to go backwards. Or let me drop a third one. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You're going to either go forward, you're going to go backwards, or you're going to stop, stand still, as we call militarily, mocking time. You're moving in place, but you're not really going anywhere. You're still stuck in your mind, though you've got the motions that you're wanting to go forward, but you've allowed your yesterday to put a strap on your life to the point where you can't move forward, even though you feel like you're moving, but you're not really accomplishing anything. You're stuck like Chuck, as we say it. So you got to decide in your mind, let me decide which way I'm going to go. The three instances of the men, I'm going to repeat them real quickly, and then we'll move on and almost close the podcast. And it came to pass as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. That's a very powerful statement. When you tell the Lord, I'll follow you to, you to my death, Jesus. Are you really sure you're ready to follow Jesus unequivocally? Are you really ready to say openly that no matter what, I'm going to follow you to the ends of the earth? Because what you're doing at that point, you are opening yourself up for every traumatic experience, every demonic fight, everything that the enemy will try to bring out of his arsenal to disrupt your relationship with the master. Those three men and Jesus was very clear. And I'm going to say this and then we'll get the last point out and then we'll close the podcast. In verse 58, and Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man have not where to lay his head. In that instance of Jesus's ministry, Jesus didn't have a place that he called home. Jesus was on the move because he knew as God incarnate that his lifetime in humanity was limited to 33 years. He knew that he had to move and go everywhere that God would have him to go to make sure that the message of God is at hand. We don't have time, what I'm saying, to sit idle and do nothing if we claim to be walking with God. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. you got to decide which way you're going to go, forward or backwards, or you're just going to stand still. I have watched through the years of ministry and being military, going from church to church. I've watched people in all of the different churches that we've been a part of where folk will get offended because they couldn't have their way. We've watched people in public meetings, and they would sit, and let me just drop something in your spirit. When most folks sit with the posture of their arms folded, that's oftentimes an indicator, not always, but most time depends on the situation. They appear to be angry. 
Some people just have a habit of folding their arms. We get it. But I'm telling you, when it comes to positional authority, most folk, when they fold their arms and have that scoured look about themselves, they're not happy with the current situation. And that is a posture of defense, not a posture of openness, ready to recede. I'm just saying that. And, and the reason I say that is I have to make sure that when I'm in the midst of those who I claim to be being led of the enemy and not literally my enemy, but they're being influenced by powers that ain't of God, that I've got to catch myself and not become that postured person where I'm always angry at what I see with my natural eyes or what I experience with my flesh. I got to understand that God's allowing things to happen to better me, to mature me, to grow me up, to make me become a spiritual man in this walk with God. Oh, hopefully I'm helping somebody along the way. So the first thing is don't let your yesterday stop your now or your tomorrow. The second thing God says, you got to decide, child of God, which way you're going to go. Are you going to be the one because always your money get a little funny every month and most times you got more month than money? Do you believe that God can supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory? Do you not believe that God can take a little bit and make it a lot? Do you not believe that God is a miracle worker still? Do you not believe that God has the ability to give you abundantly above all that you can ask or think? Are you going to always be led by your natural eyes? If you're always led by your natural eyes, you're subject to see anything that will discourage you, that will stop you in your tracks, that will deflect you, that will cause your joy to be affected, that will cause you, as I spoke a couple of podcasts ago, that you can lose your joy on your journey with the Lord. If you believe, and I'll close with this. If you believe that your final destination has already been predetermined because of your belief in Jesus Christ, can you not believe that God wants you and I to enjoy the spiritual journey while we're down here? Oh, help me. Let that sink in. Here's the last thing. When he told the other two, and one said, let me go bury my father. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. Now, I know that sounds harsh. But you got to understand the context of what Jesus was saying. At the time of urgency of going forward to say the kingdom of God is at hand, Jesus was trying to make them aware that they need to get their hearts, their minds, their souls right. Because one day you're going to die. You don't want to be the person, as I get ready to bring this thing on to a close, you don't want to be the person that says, I'll get to God one day. I'll believe in the Lord one day right now. I'm just doing me. Right now, I'm happy being who I am. Right now, you know what? I, I don't think I need a whole lot of those spiritual stuff. And don't become an atheist or an agnostic. Don't become a one who's a Nostradamus-minded person. Don't you be that person that says, well, I, I, I'll go there one day. Here's what I'm telling you. I'd rather have him than to need him than to need him in judgment day and it's too late. I'd rather walk with him today and know that my tomorrow is secure than to say, I'll just wait till tomorrow and then today your soul shall be required of the Lord. Here's the last thing I'll give you. You got to keep pressing towards the prize. Here's what the Lord said to me as I go and I read the last couple of verses. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee. But let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home in my house. And the last verse, and we'll go on to Philippians and we'll close. And Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow. That's the plow of the gospel. And looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. The only thing the Lord said in an instant to me, 
is remember Lot's wife. He didn't even let us know her name. Sodom and Gomorrah is a story. They couldn't find 10 good men. God told Lot to get his family and get out of there because he was going to destroy it. But Lot's wife was so entrenched in what was back yesterday. Lot's wife was so entrenched with all the shenanigans that was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. He told them in a warning, if you look back, you will turn into a pillar of salt. And Lot did not look back because he obeyed the voice of God. But his wife looked back and instantly became a pillar of salt. Her today was required. Her tomorrow was no more. He said to me, as he told that one who said, let me go back and bid him farewell. He said, no, 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 no. He said, no, no. No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom because where you're going is far better than where you came from. Let me close this morning. I hope I've blessed somebody. Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. And this is out of Philippians chapter three, verses 13 and 14. And this is what he said. And here's the last thing. You keep pressing towards the prize. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 said it this way. Paul said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling in God, in Christ Jesus. Lastly is this, don't let yesterday stop your now. Decide which way you're going, forward or backwards, Remember Lot's wife, and lastly, keep pressing on towards the prize. Your prize is to rest, rule, and abide with God and Jesus seated at the right hand of God. But while you're still here, you got to understand that you've got a master, and you have a message, and you have a mission. You've got to be able to tell somebody, if you ain't a licensed, ordained preacher, if you ain't called out to be a deacon, you're still called to be a minister of the gospel. A minister of the gospel is one who brings the good news of Jesus Christ. If you're not a public speaker, tell it to your daughters, tell it to your sons, tell it to your grandchildren, tell it to your co-workers, tell it to your cousins, tell it to your uncles and your aunts if they're still living. You want to be a mister. You want to carry joy in your spirit. I close this morning by saying this. I really understand that the world ain't promised to give me no joy. The old saints would say that what I'm talking about in Jesus, it's a joy that the world can't give and it's a joy that the world can't take away. What I'm telling you is this, you can't live in yesterday because if you walk looking backwards, you're going to stumble and trip trying to go forward. You've got to do a 180 and you've got to look to the hills from which cometh your help, understanding that your help comes from the Lord. I'm vowing today on a public podcast. I'm not going to look back. I'm not worried about what that man said to me. I'm not worried about what they said yesterday. I'm not worried about what they tried to do yesterday. Get thee behind me, Satan. I realize that my God shall supply all of my needs according to my riches and glory, saith the Lord. I believe that God has got my midnight going to become my midday. I believe that God is going to give me a joy that the world could never give me. It's a joy that money can't buy. It's a joy that cars can't give. It's a joy that homes can't give. It's a joy that people 
ain't got to worry about. It's a joy that you can't buy. It's a joy that you can't pray your way through. It's a joy that only God can give you. Let me tell you in closing, you've got to learn to press on. You've got to learn to hold your head high. You've got to learn to look to the hills from which cometh your help and understand that your help comes from the Lord. As I close my eyes and I look towards heaven, I realize that my destiny is with God. Yesterday is no more, but tomorrow shall be. Today, I stand with the Lord. I believe as I put my hands to the gospel plow, I'm worthy. Why? Because the Lord said, I refuse to look back. I'm looking forward. I'm plowing a straight row in the Lord. Hello, Holy Ghost. As we close podcast this morning, you can't live in yesterday. I'm begging you, and I don't beg no man, trust me, but I'm believing God that you don't let yesterday disrupt and destroy what God has ultimately for you. I honestly believe that our deliverance, our freedom, our peace, our promotions, our joy, our fulfillment, our future for our grandchildren and our children is right before us. But we can't allow yesterday to hamper my vision for now and tomorrow. So child of God, I pray that you be encouraged. I pray that you learn to press on. I found an old song and I hope it blesses your whole, your heart this morning. But as we close in a prayer, this Sunday Triple C podcast says you can't live in yesterday. Let's go with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another episode. We thank you for another time to repeat your word. It is our prayer, God, as Luke wrote to us in chapter nine, verses 55 through 62, that we can learn to put our hand to the plow and keep going forward and not looking back. And Paul concluded saying that we're going to press toward the prize, which is Jesus Christ seated at the right hand of God. We thank you for that opportunity. And we don't take it for granted. We look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. Bless every podcast listening today that whatever it is, it is that they need today, that it's already coming to pass. Bless their tomorrow. Give them joy where the world will give them sorrow. Turn the midnight into midday and give them the peace which will surpass our human understanding. This is what we pray and we sign off this Sunday from Triple C Podcast. Until the next time, may every listener be blessed in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Listen to this older song. A little bit upbeat, but it's a pretty song. Until we sign off, this is Tony Triple C signing off. Keep on pressing. Until the next time, be blessed.